0: Welcome to Gracefully Imperfect, a podcast for the all-encompassing Black man, the professional, the entrepreneur, the student, the family man, the father, and the everyday survivor. I am your host, Semantic Seven, and on this journey together, we will discuss all things related to fatherhood and parenting, morality and ethics, striving to become mentally healthy, our role within our households and our family, health and fitness. And I dare not to forget, there'll be a lot of sharing of our personal developmental stories that have shaped us who we are today. So let's go on this journey together and center our consciousness, relax our mind. Off we go to the depths below. Peace, blessings, and abundance to all of you who are tuning in this week on this podcast. I want to express my graciousness, my gratitude, my thankfulness to all of you who are deciding to listen to this in your respective towns, cities, counties, states, even countries. I do not take this podcast for granted and I do not take me being a host of this podcast for granted as well. I believe that it was divine intervention that God finally moved me in the right direction to create this podcast for the all that comes black man and for the associates and the affiliates and the supporters of the black man within the context of household, family, and parenting. So remember, this podcast is bigger than just us. It's for us to, it's for us to become more interconnected to how we be how we can grow and strive to be um, advocates and practitioners of mental healthiness. Um, Lastly, for all of those mothers out there who are watching this, um, I did a Mother's Day special It's called a mother is incomparable. And I want to say to all you mothers out here checking in that we celebrate you every day, your contributions, your sacrifices, your strength, your resilience are all championed. Oh, well, and it's all beautiful. And we want to let you know from right here that every day is Mother's Day. And now one day signifies. The strength. Of what it takes to navigate the complexities of motherhood. In the light of Mental Health Awareness Month. I wanted to use this opportunity to share with you a prevalent issue that is not only causing national discourse, but it's plaguing our black community. And I believe that it's important to bring this up in order for us not only to raise awareness, but to get us in the right gear to establish the mind, the right mindset. To, to counter to counter this this situation of debilitating mental health and use our influence and access and proximity to, to our loved ones to identify those signs and and act appropriately. So in the light of mental health awareness month, what I have found extremely compelling is that depending upon the source that you, that you look, you look to you, will, you will see that in the top 10 or top 12 are the leading causes of death in the United States. Suicide is on that top 10 or top 12 list. And the reason why that is any anything on that list is just horrific. Particularly the suicide risk is the only cause of death that is directly linked to Mental, a mental health condition or mental health issues. And when I say mental health condition, I'm talking about actual diagnosed illnesses and disorders from what they use to diagnose those type of things in the DSM-5. And so not all people who are susceptible to suicide, have a actual diagnosed condition. There are also life stressors and life factors that go into causing a person to do harm to themselves. So with that being said, I wanted to shift your focus out there family to the prevalence of suicide. When it comes to suicide, how many of you have witnessed, experienced, observed, been around, someone that has had suicidal thoughts and self-harming behaviors. How many of you all have personally possessed suicidal thoughts and exhibited self-harming behaviors? who out of all of you are still dealing with the aftermath of a suicidal attempt or an or a fatal suicide all these underlying questions is for us to recognize how We are not alone when it comes down, when it comes to this mental health uh, epidemic. And to remind all of you that your journey, that your path has been shared by other people that have went through this that have gone through this themselves and who are still feeling the grief and the loss of an attempt or from someone that actually took their life. Suicide um, um, From looking at the statistics, going back to the statistics, um, depending upon if you look at the, uh, the World Health Organization, the CDC, or the National Institute of Mental Health, it all shows that suicide is more prevalent for those between the age of 15 to like 35 more prevalent to males. And then within the black community, higher risk for black men. And so with that information, where do we go from here? What does that mean for us? How can we, how can we turn this thing upside down and find an avenue of of, of a, or a path, I should say, of least resistance, of healing, of hope, of wellness? And this podcast is not to deliver any definitive answers. This is mostly to highlight the issues and to provide you all some type of expository of how how to navigate through these these dark waters. It It is said that You know, suicide is the is a self-interest behavior that causes the death of a person. But how do we get there? And looking at the statistics, seeing that more males than, than females are are affected by this. It it only raises the question of. What is making. Men do this, black men do this at a high rate. And so the the underlying forces that creates suicidal ideation are the sense of is a sense of powerlessness lost hope a very chronic deep unmitigated depression and sorrow it's the lowest of the low it's a mixture of being of a mixture of angst, a of feeling aghast, intense anxiety, chronic depression, grief, all that that makes you feel paralyzed and makes you feel worthless and it makes you feel that your very human existence on this universe is obsolete that is the force of suicide it's very deep-seated and very very effective in trying to make, and when it comes to making someone feel like their walk on this earth does no good and, is, and does not matter. So what can we do? I think the most The central question is. How can we show up? It all comes down to. And this is from my point of view of dealing with. Suicide and learning about the. Learning about the factors. Learning about these underlying forces and how. They grow and amplify and. Create distortion and displeasure in the human mind. From my times being in the military, and also from my undergraduate in psychology, and me working towards a counseling degree, a graduate counseling degree, is that we have to be way more socially interconnected with our loved ones whether that's family friends close associates co-workers peers and colleagues we have to and even our children we have to be more socially interconnected we have to be able to identify the the warning signs and the symptoms of someone who is debilitated by distress, misery, and agony. And the only way that we can identify those signs and symptoms is by already having a baseline of that person. When I say baseline, I mean, knowing. The deportment of this person in a normal circumstance without these. Plague and conditions. How they act, how they behave. Their gestures the character the personality the characteristics once you have a baseline of how a person operates behaves communicates then you're able to understand or you identify it, at least the shift a shift in their functioning. And so if you're dealing with a person who's effervescent, lively, openly communicative, inclusive about going to events be a part and being a part of social gatherings. And then all of a sudden you see a shift where they become more, more withdrawal, withdrawn, they become less communicative. They go from lively and effervescent to sullen, and sulky. They're always in a pensive state of mind. They avoid interaction and socialization. That shift is an indicator that even though that person has not said, I need help. I need support. I need empathy. Their actions are speaking loud and clear. And so it's, it's, it starts within our circles and that's where all of this is leading to, can we prevent every act of suicide? No, we cannot. Some cases and some situations are just unavoidable. The signs and the symptoms are unseen or, or sophisticated or sophisticatedly disguised. But more times than ever, those warning signs and those symptoms are ever clear, but why don't we see them? And it's not because we don't want to see them. It's what preventing us from seeing them. We're very busy beings these days. We're always on the move. There's so many stimuluses out here that are sinking their hooks into our concentration and our attention. So when we have situations unfold in front of us that calls for our intervention, we are blinded by our own personal situations, our career, our jobs, our family life. These are the things that get in the way and dare should I say technology, all of these things get in the way. of us, from us applying our social abilities and our emotional skills to help someone in need. We gotta get back to the basics. We have to employ the fundamentals of emotional communication. Emotionally focused communication. We have to put the phone down. We have to put whatever device that is grabbing our attention down. We have to remain centered in our consciousness. We have to slow down. And we have to look around us and say, what is going on right now? Am I present and relishing in the here and now, right now? Once you are seated in that seat in the midst of being present, what's going on in front of you brings so much clarity and understanding on what you can do to enact change. So it's, it's very important for us, all of us, To open our eyes, to open our hearts, and then open our mouths to intervene, to be a place of comfort, compassion, unconditional love, and unconditional support. You will be surprised just by identifying a shift in people and then going up to your loved one and saying, how's everything going today? Is anything bothering you? I just, I just noticed that. You're not as lively and effervescent that you usually are as, as you usually are. You're not, you're not as interconnected with the rest of us as you usually are. You haven't came over for dinner and participated in family events As you usually do. Let people know that they are seen, that they are noticed, that they are loved and that they're cared for. And essentially that will slowly but surely show them that they are valued. And don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. What I've experienced with suicide is that if you come from a place of unconditional regard and you ask them, you know, how's everything going? You look a little frazzled. You look a bit stressed. Do you think about, are you thinking about Hurting yourself? Are you having hurtful thoughts more times than what you you, what you probably think? People will tell you, or at least hint that they're being plagued by these forces, these suicidal forces. And it's very important that if you identify that this person is a risk to themselves, it's not go home and get a night's rest and sleep it off. It's to act with diligence and to act swiftly. And there is a, I don't remember the, the acronym for the intervention for suicide, but I'm going to just simplify it. You ask them direct question. If they're suicidal, they're having suicidal thoughts, suicidal behaviors. If the answer is yes, Provide them the support. Physically, emotionally. And then also make sure that they're safe from harming themselves. Even if that means that you got to take 30, 45 minutes to a few hours of being with them and watching them and sitting with them. As they as they're as the suicidal forces are creeping in and trying to create more harm than good. And another thing that I've learned is, and also collaborate with them on what mental health slash suicide prevention resources that they want to use. Don't just call the National Suicide Prevention Number. But simply ask them, would you like immediate help? Because I can get that for you. I love you that much. I care about you that much. That I, that I want you to preserve your life and I know you're hurting and I know you're deeply sad. And if you want, I can call this number for you right now. And there may be situations where you identify that this individual is to succumb to the suicidal forces and tell you that I don't need any help. I don't need your support. Leave me alone. And the reality of rolling your sleeves up is that sometimes you got to get dirty, really dirty. and you may have to make that phone call for them for their safety for their personal welfare i want to leave you all with a quote of the day misery won't touch the misery won't touch you gentle it always leaves its thumbprints on you sometimes it leaves them for others to see sometimes for nobody but you to know of. Edwidge Dantica. I just want to say thank you all for being, for trusting this space, for being here, being your most emotional and vulnerable selves. See you on the next episode. Peace.